This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Boat Trader, America's largest boating marketplace, offering easy financing and over 100,000 boat listings to choose from. Sell, find, and finance new or used boats on America's largest boating marketplace. Visit BoatTrader.com to get started. Working Class Bowhunter podcast starts in... Three, two, one. I think I left about four. No one ish. honestly really cares. Steve's calling me while I'm holding, getting ready for this deer to stand up. Glad you took this deer out. He doesn't even drive American. <laughs> See, that deer's what's exactly what's wrong with this country, right? He doesn't even support local American-made deer-compatible vehicles. <laughs> that one, that one arrow cost me thirty-three thousand dollars. Just. Aiming too long and just moved a little bit. And I was like, oh, no, it fired, you know, crap. I knew as soon as it left, it was just a little high. But he came right out in the field, made a scrape right in the cornfield, started grunting, walked 30 yards, made another scrape. You're listening to the Working Class Bowhunter. That's right. This is the podcast for Billy Joe Lunchbucket, the working man, just like me and you. My name's Travis T-Bone Turner from The Bone Collector. Thank you for tuning in. Talking into a microphone here. This is episode number 75 of the Working Class Bowhunter Podcast right here in sunny Sherrard, Illinois. Population 642 as of this moment. And there goes a car. So 640 right again. <laughs> 1600 bucks Slayer Place. We are here at the Bucketorium. My name's Steve. Kurt's in the building. Okay, just well. you know, <laughs> like after I get done talking, just to start saying your name. Yeah, I know, but it was funny. I'm like, this is Steve. You guys had that awkward look going on for a second. Just, I'm Eric, by the way. Oh, by the way, by the way, workingclassbowhunter.com, guys. Dot See what I did there? Go to that website. We so, spend so much time working on that website, but we never tell you about it. Um, so basically, the website now is everyone's like, "Well, I have, I don't have an iPhone, so I don't listen on iTunes. I don't know where to listen." WorkingClassBowHunter.com. We made it to where you don't have to go to the website, then navigate from the first page to find the podcast episodes. You go there. It's all on the front page Boom, from right the newest episode. And on that player, you can scroll down through it and go to every single episode, access every description, all the links from every episode. Um, it's all in there. It's easy. So all you old-timers that are complaining you don't yeah. have an iPhone, WorkingClassBowHunter.com. So you know what? Cut that BS out. And speaking of cutting BS out, you know who cuts all the uh, stuff out that you don't want? The BS, the backstraps. Smith's Custom Meats. The backstraps. The, the backstraps. <laughs> the Smith's BS. Custom Meats and Deer Processing right there 
in slightly sunny Viola, Illinois. Go check them out online. They've got a website, Smith's Custom. Uh, oh, oh, I was waiting. I was like, hey, he's got this written down, huh? No. <laughs> but uh, check Google them it. out. Google it. Greatest family on the planet. If, if, if you're in Western Illinois, Eastern Iowa, you know, and you're anywhere close, and you shoot a deer, take it there. I promise you. Oh, it's, it's, it's it, you I, will not I, be I, disappointed. I, yeah, you won't be guarantee. Look him up on Facebook. You know, the, obviously that's probably the best way to follow anyone nowadays. You constantly can see what what people are up to. Um, check them out on Facebook. From there, you'll probably find our Facebook, and then from there, you can go to Creative Critters Taxidermy's Facebook, and you can see all the pictures and the work that Mark Rife does um, from Geneseo, Illinois. Beautiful Geneseo, beautiful Illinois. Geneseo, Illinois. <laughs> um, you know, we talk about Mark a lot on the show, and he's on quite often. And when he's on, you know how good of a taxidermist that guy is by just what he knows. You know, he, that dude's packed full of animal knowledge. Yep. So he'll be on another episode here soon. Not sure when, but it's it's about to happen. Yeah, my buddy dropped a turkey off there the other day. And oh, like, did he? Yeah, he was, he was very impressed with Mark's work that he has in his shop. Oh, yeah. Well, it's hard not to be walked down there and, like, it's just the way Mark like carries himself. He's yep. not like cocky, but he's like super. He's just the most likable guy. I think when that guy's mad, he's even smiling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that, but <laughs> I've never. Seen I've never. Him mad, I've so. never really seen Mark worked up. Like he's just kind of like he just gets he's it. Just done. laid back, and... right? So, well, speaking of uh, laid back, something that you do want to lay on your back before you get uh, get to the hunting season is Badlands Packs. Nice. Go to BadlandsPacks dot com. Uh, I gotta get on there and order something because uh, the Working Class Bow Hunter podcast now features two working class guys. Yeah, you know, I I do this podcast. I was nice enough to let Steve on the show with me, and then I get him jobs. You know, it's just <laughs> hey, it's, it's, it's what it's you how, do. It's how it works. It's what you, you know? do. I should run for president. You're kind of like a father figure to him. I am. Kurt, just, listen, son, <laughs> just take you under to... his wing and everything. Let's have a talk, son. So, Kurt, whenever you start shooting, uh, shooting whatever bow you shoot next, I think everyone else is going to buy that too. Or probably, yeah. yeah. Yep. Look what happened, guys. Look what happened. Anyway, um, I was going to say something, but I forgot what it was, and I remember again. Um, so basically, <laughs> <laughs> my mind's racing. <laughs> basically, right now, we said on the last episode, we're basically. We you know every Thursday is a regular episode schedule. Every, Tuesdays and Thursdays kind of what we'll do some weeks. We're basically going all out for the next couple of weeks, and we're just going to push episodes out because for you young kids, we're balling out. Right? Okay. Um, <laughs> for you old timers, we're putting in uh, a work that work schedule that you guys used to do all the time. Right. All right. All Uphill right. both ways. Um, so <laughs> we're going to just be pumping episodes out. We got some, some big names and we got some of our friends that are going to be on and just everywhere in between. We're just going to have fun. That's why we do the podcast. Talk about hunting, talk about whatever. Um, next, next episode is going to be Matt Peterson from Midwest Dreamland Outfitters. So that'll be a fun. Is he going to do some sort of, well, I saw he, he was, can't do he, a, a rat. He can't do a raffle, right? right? Yeah. He got called today. So, you have to have a permit. He's yeah, from Iowa. A gambling permit. So I wonder. Considered. So he's going to try and think of something. Um, he's going to let me know tonight or tomorrow morning, and we'll post that up right away. Okay. If we're going to do a giveaway and stuff. So. So it's very possible. Listen to the show. It'll be episode seventy six. Yep. Listen to that There's, show Thursday night. There could be a giveaway for you guys that listen, and you know we don't hear from all our listeners, but. 
for our listeners, we do hear from a lot. You know, this could be a chance you could get something out of our show for once. Right. <laughs> and if you want to get on our show, we are doing a listener call in uh, this Saturday. It's going to be early, about you know, eight thirty, nine o'clock Central Time, a.m. Yep, that's so, a Saturday. If you so. want to call in, let us know. We'll get you scheduled so, in. You know, yeah, you, we're going to do 10-minute segments for our listeners and just talk about whatever you want to talk about. You can talk about how much you hate us for 10 minutes yeah. if you want. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. Um, so, you know, we would guys, love that, actually. If you want to do it, stay off the uh, the Bush Lattes. For our uh, Canadian friends, if we uh, still have any of those, stay off the Moose Heads. Um, you gotta be you got to be ready for this. It's going to be 10 minutes, and it's got to be your finest material. Like, dude, if right. you never did 10 minutes of anything well in your life, this is what you need to do. <laughs> you could get up so. Saturday morning, eat your poutine for breakfast, whatever you do, <laughs> and then just call into our show. <laughs> <laughs> just BS for 10 minutes or whatever you want to do. Yeah. I don't yeah, know if you guys maybe, eat maybe. poutines for breakfast. I just assume that's what everyone yeah, make sure you does. Don't, uh, make sure you don't uh, get thrown in Mountie jail. <laughs> they still have Mounties up there. No idea what you're talking about. All right, all right, we'll figure it out. Okay, so... Guys, everyone's getting into archery, even deeper, I feel like, nowadays. Or maybe just we are, and it seems like everyone else I think is everyone the same. Well, yeah, of course, because uh, what we do, everyone else has to do, too. Right, good point, Steve. So, um, <laughs> saying. Saying. <laughs> yeah. On the show today, we have... A very special guest. Yes. Scott from HHA is going to talk about HHA and everything he can talk about. We're going to get him on the phone, and we're just going to roll with it and... Should be a good episode. Figure out what these sites are all about. Yes. All I know is we we're watching some videos this week, and if you're not familiar with HHA, um, you need to be because they are, in my opinion, changing the game in single pin sites. Yeah, you know they're like the uh, they're like the Kurt of the site industry. Whatever they do, everyone they got, else ends they up got doing. Some, right. Yeah, <laughs> is that right? right? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's not about right. Okay, they got some features that no one else has yet. So, uh, and you know, you look at them and you're just like. Dude, why didn't anyone else do that before? And then you're like, it's totally genius, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. All right. Well, we'll get him on the phone here and enjoy, guys. All right. And uh, with the help of modern technology, we've got Scott Bakken here on the phone from uh, HHA uh, calling all the way from where are you calling from? Uh, Wisconsin, Rapid, Wisconsin. Oh, all Ooh. right. There you go. Having a, having a couple of spotted cows in our honor. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah, may, maybe. Question mark. You know, after five, well, I was going to say it's kind of an after 5 o'clock routine, but, I mean, in Wisconsin, it's kind of after noon routine. So. <laughs> well, Perfect. Oh, yeah, dude, they, they're, the, they're the only people that put cheese curds in their beer to flavor yeah. both of them. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, what well, one doesn't taste good without the other, so. Uh, there you go. <laughs> Oh, that's kind of true, actually. But uh, so, Scott, you work with HHA, HHA Sports. Um, can you kind of explain to us how you got involved with them and just tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Um, yeah, so I'm the director of sales working for HHA, and um, I've been involved directly with the company for about a year and a half now. But um, uh, I've actually been with the company for probably close to 10 years Uh starting off with a on-the-road sales rep uh, right out of college and then um, actually moved on to work for a, a large uh, archery distributor where I was a buyer for HHA Sports and then now, um, you know, went from that to actually work, working uh, in the office and, you know, in the factory and, you know, doing sales and marketing. So 
Um, you know, so for as long as I can remember, I've always had some sort of involvement with HHA. So, you know, with that, I've, uh, you know, I've witnessed a lot of things and seen them grow through the years. And, um, you know, it's great now that I'm actually, you know, can contribute to that and, and be part of it. So, um, but, uh, outside of that, I mean, you know, working for an archery comp- company, I'm a, I'm a diehard bow hunter and you know, anything you can uh, kill with a gun, I want to kill with a bow and, that's kind of how, uh, you know, ever since I was a little kid, that's, you know, hunting and and uh, working in the hunting industry is kind of, it's all I wanted to do and it's all I have done. So, you know, if, uh, if the hunting industry ever goes away, I'm, I'm not sure what I would do. So I'd probably watch windows on, you know, on Wall Street or something like that. Who knows? Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I know hunting and that's literally, that's literally about it. So I'm, I'm pretty useless outside of that. Right. Well, isn't it kind of funny how people find themselves through hunting in the outdoors? And like, if, you know, if people picture their lives without that, it's like, man, I don't even know who I would be. <laughs> That's, I mean, it's funny because like, I think about that, you know, it's like, sure. I have other hobbies and enjoy the joy and doing other things, but it's like, you know, if you took away hunting and archery, it's, I mean, I, I don't even know what I would fill that void with. Cause I mean, I suck at golf and, you know, <laughs> nothing really, nothing really other than that kind of interests me, you know? So I, I don't right. know. Yeah. That's, it's tough to think about. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you think about it too, then if you really can try and picture it, do you think that's why so many people that are involved within hunting are good people? Do you think everyone just kind of knows who they are and are comfortable with it? And that just makes that person a better person? Yeah, and, you know, I think, um, you know, whether you're a hunter or an outdoorsman or, you know, just an adventurer or whatever, I think just, uh, you know, having that connection with nature. And, I mean, you know, anybody that, uh, you know, especially hunters, you know, like this time of year, turkey hunters, I mean, anybody that's up before the sun comes up and, you know, you're sitting in the woods watching that sunrise, I mean, you literally witness you know, the world come to life. I mean, you see and hear and just witness so many things that, you know, so much of the population just has no clue even exists. So I think right. it's just like that, almost that interconnection that, you know, just makes us who we are and just, you know, I, I want to say just makes us that much more down to earth, you know, and yeah, um, I mean, cause like if you look at any of us, like, you know, we see each other at trade shows or, you know, you run into hunters in a bar or at the mall or whatever, it's like you have an instant connection with them. And, um, it's just, yeah, it's just a different, uh, completely different mentality than kind of the rest, the rest of the world. So, right. Right. So, and <clears throat> I want to find out how dedicated to Wisconsin you are. What kind of, what kind of bow do you shoot? Uh, how about we talk? How about uh, what kind of beer I drink? <laughs> <laughs> All right. I like All right. That. Um, I am. I am actually. Uh, I am. A, I am a diehard Wisconsinite, and uh, I've I lived in Wisconsin pretty much my whole life, outside of a, a short stint uh, where I lived in Pennsylvania. But uh, um, I'm about as Wisconsin as they come. However, um, I am not a Matthew shooter. So um, <laughs> love. I have a lot of friends that work at Matthews, and I I love their bows, but it's just never uh it's just never been the right bow for me so um well at least we can agree but, on uh, something <laughs> yeah yeah i know i know it's funny because i mean i grew up you know high school and college working uh working archery retail and worked for one of the largest uh archery retailers in the country and i was 
the only one that felt bad selling Matthews. So, <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, they make great balls and great company. And like I said, I know quite a few guys over there. They're just great guys. So just hasn't, uh, just haven't paired uh, myself with one yet. So right, who knows? Right. Oh, who knows? So, you know, maybe a couple of Stevens points or uh, what else is it? Line and Kugels, a couple yeah, of those you might, you might make it. <laughs> <laughs> so Scott, do you think I, that's, I mean, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, I was just going to say, you give me enough lining tools, I'll do pretty much almost anything. But, uh... <laughs> well, that's, that's actually how we got you on this podcast. Uh, it was a yeah, requirement yeah. of sending three cases up there. <laughs> All right. Yeah, <laughs> take, take over cash payment any day. <laughs> so I was going to say, you know, we were talking about people being down to earth, just like hunters being down to earth, which is from what we get to experience, is that's got to be, you know, working for HHA – that's probably got to be a, a cool atmosphere to work in being around everyone like that all the time. Yeah. I mean, for sure. Um, you know, it's, uh, HHA is probably, um, I mean, it's probably one of the most down to earth companies that I've ever been a part of or, um, have had experience with. Um, I mean, literally, so I just, I mean, a quick, uh, you know, kind of, background explanation hha was founded in uh 1985 um and um you know that the first optimizer was developed in 1994 so it's been you know it's been around for a really long time and actually the company didn't even get started um from sites uh they were in uh they made uh, like one of the first deer silhouette cardboard targets they were in stabilizer broadheads rest um, they, want, they had one of the first two-finger thumb releases on the market. So wow. they've literally been in every market. Um, but the optimizer is what, uh, you know, got them to where they are today. And, um, you know, for being such a big name in the industry, you know, because when it comes to single-pin sites, everybody kind of thinks about, thinks, you know, HHA when they think of single pins. But yeah. so for being such a big name, you know, people think that we work in this big, you know, office with windows everywhere and you know uh shipping docks just down you know mile down the road and but uh actually the company is still located at the founder's house um it's attached to their to their house there's about another 35 to 3600 square feet that they added on to the main house and that's where we all go to work every day so really i mean yeah literally i my my desk is just right around from the kitchen so when I get hungry, which is pretty often, I just go in the kitchen, grab me a snack, and then go right back to the desk. So it's, <laughs> wow, uh, that's, that's you know, living the yeah, dream. Yeah, I mean, man. it truly is like that's convenient. I mean, we're old, yeah, we're old school, and you know, it's just it truly is one of the most down to earth companies. And you know, I work right across the room from the founder's wife, who's just an absolute riot. She's seventy three, seventy five years old, and you know, that's literally she enjoys waking up every morning, coming into the office, writing her invoices. and so, I mean, we still handwrite every single invoice, and she'll be up till 2, 3 in the morning during busy season writing invoices, but she just absolutely loves it. So wow. it's just cool to work with, you know, one, to work with the original family and to see, like, they still have the passion for the company that they did when they first started. And, mm-hmm. you know, although they've gotten, you know, as big as they are today, they still kind of, like, live, you know, like they did you know, when it first started and they're just very down to earth as good people. So, yeah, I mean, it's, wow. that's, I mean, that's by far like the best thing about the company. I mean, it's, we make great products, great customer service, but I mean, just the, the environment is truly, it's, I mean, it's one of a kind. So the background's a cool story too, that they're still in it and still passionate about it. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, I guess I would guess most people did not know that that HHA was like you, you know, like you said, you think of some big building with all the, you know, the, the loading docks and a right. bunch of offices and people running around. But yeah, no, yeah, it's it's you literally. I mean, you would never know that you're pulling up to you know a company when you pull in the driveway, other than we have a big you know company sign in the driveway. But yeah, it's it's funny because like. uh you know, if we have a new UPS driver or a new mail lady, they pull up and, you know, they kind of come walking in, you know, looking at us with this just a crazy look, like, am I in the right place? And it's like, yeah, yeah, oh, this is HHA. And, you know, when people, you know, every once in a while, we get somebody that stops by and wants a tour and, you know, everybody just kind of looks at us like, yeah, I was expecting something completely. And I, I was that way. I mean, when I first saw HHA, you know, 12 years ago, I was like, you gotta be kidding me. This is where, you know, this is where it all happens. And, um, and the cool, other cool thing is, um, you know, not only just the office thing, but like our machine shop is located in Rapids too. It's, you know, probably about three miles from the office. Mm-hmm. But, um, literally, I mean, probably 99%, you know, when you look at an HHA site, 99% of that is manufactured right here in Wisconsin. So, see, that's um, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, everything is, is legitimately made in USA. I mean, all the machining is done in Wisconsin Rapids. So, we hire, you know, Wisconsin employees. All the anodizing is done in Green Bay. So, again, all Wisconsin employees, all of our packaging, printing, everything, I mean, is literally done right in the area here. So, it's truly, I mean, it is a true Wisconsin brand, you know, which, you know, we, we're pretty proud of. So, right. It's, it's the site that made Wisconsin famous. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Yeah, well, yeah. Not, we might have to come up and do a tour sometime or something because we're not—we're really not that far away from Wisconsin. Yeah, we're quad cities. No. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, and we'll uh, definitely love to have you guys up. And um, you know, being from Illinois and everything, it, from my experience, we we tend to kind of have to, you know, teach you guys how to uh, how to drink Wisconsinably. But you know, <laughs> we'll. Well, when you teach us how to drink beer, we'll, we'll, we'll teach you guys how to shoot big deer. How's that sound? Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> it's a, fair it's enough. A, it's a fair trade there. Um, yeah. So basically, if someone had no idea who HHA was and they just heard you explain what you talked about about the company, I think you'd already be winning people over, even if they had no idea what HHA products were. Just so, that background story. Right. Sell them. That's very appealing, I think, just to your average guy that bow hunts like that's the type of stuff where that's where we want to spend our money yeah at, at right. a mom and pop a local you know made local buy local you know you just I, there's there's something really appealing when it's you know you're not buying something that's made overseas you know it's um it's 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 your friends making this product you know what i mean there's that right there's that real good connection and it's just like oh yeah, why don't you buy this product? My buddy's uncle, you know, is the the final inspector of there. Hey, you're gonna want to buy that, you know? Right, right. Well, I mean, it's even crazy. I mean, walking through Walmart like grocery shopping, you know, I'll have an HHA hat on, and it's it's amazing how many people like walk up to you and was like, "Oh, do you, you know, you work at HHA?" And you know, you say, "Yeah," and they're like, "Oh, I, you know, I remember, you know, the I remember, you know, the, the Ham family back, you know, ten years ago, fifteen years ago, when you know I worked on the assembly line." So I mean, it's it truly, like, uh, like I said, it truly is, like, I mean, it's born in Wisconsin Rapids. And, I mean, even though it wasn't, it didn't actually start in Rapids, but that, this is where, like, it's got its legs and, you know, the community, everybody right. knows about HHA. And, I mean, it's literally, you bump into somebody, no matter where you go, where they had some sort of involvement with HHA at one point. So it's, 
yeah, I mean, it, it's it's a very cool, uh, very cool feeling. So yeah, so now that you kind of explained that whole part of the company, can you kind of get into like the as far as archery sites are concerned, basically the um, the top model site, and like maybe talk about a little bit about like what the warranty is and something like that, um, and just kind of maybe go into some of the details on, on your guys's like flagship site. Yeah, sure. So, I mean, as far as the warranty goes, it doesn't matter if it's our, you know, top of the line, brand new, you know, the Cadillac of sites, or if it's our entry-level site, everything um, has 100% guaranteed um, lifetime warranty on it. So, um, I mean, it doesn't matter if you bought the site 20 years ago or if you buy it today, the warranty is still good. Um, That's insane. So we truly... Yeah, we truly stand behind the products, and I mean, some of the sites that we get back, you know, for warranty, like literally look like they went through a beat grinder, and um, <laughs> you know, it, guys ran them off their trucks or whatever. But I mean, it's you know, it it's just something where if you you know, customer service outside of you know, product quality, customer services are you know one of our top priorities. And, uh, I mean, people spend their hard-earned money on our stuff, so, I mean, we want to take care of them. But, uh, so, yeah, every single product we make carries a, a lifetime warranty. But, um, so, our, our top-of-the-line site um, is called our Optimizer Kingpin. And, basically, the Kingpin is kind of the, the one site that will do it all. I mean, it's literally been, you know, 20-plus years in the making. And if you take every site that we've ever developed and, you know, threw them into a blender and it spat out a site. That's what the king thing would be. So it, um, it carries our, um, yardage wheel technology, which, um, the yardage wheel, it's, it's exactly what it, what it sounds like. It's a dial, um, that has a yardage tape wrapped around it. So that's how you adjust, mm -hmm. uh, the yardage. Um, and then, you know, it's, it's available on different scope variations where you want a two inch scope hauls and one, you know, an inch and five eighths. It'll take lens kits, it'll take uh, sight lights, um, and then, you know, the stock inch and five-eighth housing actually comes with three or five-inch, uh, excuse me, three or five feet of fiber optic graft, depending on what version you get. So it truly is, I mean, the brightest sight, you know, available. But, um, you know, then it comes with second and third axis adjustment, which... For a lot of us flatlanders, you know, in the Midwest, doesn't really mean a whole lot. But yeah. you know, the guys out west, they're all about that uh, second and third axis, as well as target shooters. So, I mean, whether you're a hunter, a 3D shooter, or a spot shooter, I mean, the the kingpin will literally do it all for you. Because you can get um, it with a dovetail, right? Which, yeah, that's correct. My, that's yeah, my so favorite part in, of it. it. Yeah, it comes in two different uh, models: the hunter version, um, which is just a standard kingpin, and then it comes with the dovetail, um, which is the kingpin tournament. Um, and the Kingpin tournament, I mean, that's been, so the Kingpin came out last year. So the beginning of 2015 and that tournament was like our first foot in the door, um, into like the target market. Mm -hmm. We've never had a site that truly like got us in, you know, through the door. Um, we've tried with some different, with some different sites. So, I mean, that's having that tournament has opened up, you know, a whole different, uh, you know, a whole different market for us. But, um, and the, and the Kingpin turn has been very well received in the target market, market, which I was a little nervous about because, I mean, those target guys are, I mean, those are the elite of the elite. So, right. you know, they're pretty finicky and they know their products. And But uh, it's done very well, I mean, overall. So, and I mean, it, it's a, it, it truly, it's a bomb-proof site, both of them. Um, you know, the Hunter and the tournament, I mean, they will, they will take a beating and keep on going. 
Yeah. So yeah, we were looking at it, and it just it's the king. It's the king of sites. It really yeah. is. And then right. what what we were looking at, and what really caught our eye. And I guess I didn't realize this. These, these guys in the yep. studio already knew about it, and I don't know how I missed this. That you can actually change the dial, the dial with different yeah. tapes on it. So if you have different weighted arrows or anything else, right. It, and that is a huge selling point for a lot of people. Yeah, you know, and it's funny it's taken us this long to uh to think about that because um the 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 site kind of the little brother of the Kingpin, which is our ultra, was the first site with a dial on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not interchangeable. And so um when we were developing the Kingpin, um you know, we got to thinking because it's, you know, a lot of us are, you know, 3D shooters and hunters. And right. we were kind of talking. It's like, man, it's such a pain in the butt when you shoot 3D all year. And then you have to completely recite in your site for hunting season, you know, for your hunting setup. And then all of a sudden it was like, why don't we make a, re, you know, interchangeable wheels? And it's just like, duh. Right. But, um, so yeah, I mean, it's, it, that truly is probably one of the better features of the Kingpin is the fact that. You know, it doesn't matter your setup, whatever. You just, I mean, for twelve bucks, you can get the the new wheels and just, I mean, you can have ten different wheels for ten different setups. So that's all it is is twelve dollars for a different wheel. Yeah, I think. I mean, it, it kind of it depends, but between twelve and fifteen bucks, yeah. And, that, yeah, I mean, it's all it is is just a hollowed wheel. That's totally worth it. I mean, just oh, to yeah. be able in seconds change from one setup to another. Right, right, and it's super simple to to replace the wheel too. I mean, you just lock the wheel down at twenty yards with the current wheel that's on there and then you just loosen a set screw, pop the wheel off, put the new wheel on and in line or 20 yard mark up with the needle, tighten it down and you're ready to roll. See, wow. Yeah. If that's, that's you know, if, if that's something like, you know, if you want to get really finicky too, you know, even if you're, you sight in for your, for your, um, uh, broadheads and then for your field points. I mean, you could even right. do that. Like if you, if, even if you like shooting during hunting season, I mean, you know, if you really want to get that in depth, you can do that with this site. Switch it, switch it real quick. And right. and, and it takes – you could do it right when you get to the hunting truck, like right before you go out. You know, it's right. It, it's right. that and like, easy. I mean, and like I mean, like me, my like I don't I don't know how many different wheels I have. Cause, I mean, I have a wheel for 3D. I have a wheel for indoor. I have a wheel for elk hunting. I have a wheel for whitetail hunting. I have a wheel for pronghorn hunting. Just that. I mean, any, any, anytime you're changing the speed of your bow, so in different arrow setups, different weights, you know, um, you know, you have to put a new tape on. But so all I, all I do is I just have a twist tie with a tag on each wheel that says, you know, what it, what it's for. Mm-hmm. And I just keep them in a bag in my bow case. So they're all right there. And I, I say, mean, wish uh, I had a wheel for elk hunting and frog <laughs> hunting. <laughs> You can. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm not, well, I'm, can. Not, I'm not saying I used them all. I'm just saying they're there. <laughs> <laughs> just in case. So to the yeah, guy yeah, that. Just... Sorry, Scott. I was I was going to say to the guy that says, you know, I want, you know, I want that site. I think single pin is intimidating to a lot of people, especially tree stand hunters in the Midwest. And I shoot a single pin and eh, most people I know yeah, shoot single all... pin. They always say like, well, what if a deer comes in? You know, what if he's a you know, 60 yards coming through the timber and then you got to adjust for it when he comes in. Like what's your guys' response to people that, that say that to you? Yeah. So, I mean, that's, I mean, for all the phone calls, you know, that we get, that's probably the number one, um, you know, comment that we hear. And it's, I mean, it's a complete legit, um, you know, thought like, what if, you know, that buck's dog and that doe at 
20 yards and all of a sudden, you know, he catches me drawn and jumps back to 40. And, um, you know, it, it does happen, but you know, the people tend to kind of overthink things. And it's like, if you think about it, how many times does that truly happen to you? Right. And most people are like, well, I can't really think of a time. And it's like, yeah, but you know, <laughs> if it did happen, um, you know, you just have to be prepared for it. So right. with our dials, um, you know, you, 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 got to practice. So, um, you know, if you shoot a lot, you should know approximately, you know, how much, how much is your arrow dropping from 20 to 30 or 20 to 40 or, you know, 20 to 50. But if you set your dial, like, you know, for my setup, I set my dial on 27 yards and that way at 10 yards, I aim a hair low. And then at 40 yards, I can still put it right on and my arrow's only dropping a couple inches. So, you know, a couple inches on a deer size target, it's not a deal breaker. You know, chances right. are they, you know, the deer will duck into the arrow and you'll hit, you know, right where you're aiming. Yep, exactly. Um, so, I mean, it is something, you know, that you should be aware of and, and know. Um, but, uh, you know, especially nowadays with as fast as bulls are, like that differentiation between like 20 and 40 isn't as great as it used to be. So, right. you know, that's kind of the big draw to a single pin now too is because of the speed of bulls. You know, if you're shooting a three or four pin sight, the gapping between the pins is so minimal that when yeah. you do go to aim, it's just this cluster of colors. Right. And yeah. it yeah. just, it can, it, it's kind of a mind you know, game, just looking at all these different colors. So not to mention um, it takes you a second to count down to the pin you need to be on. That's that's exactly right. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly right. So, um, I mean, so to go back to, you know, your question, our, what we tell everybody is you got to shoot, you got to practice, you got to see, you know, what, what is your arrow doing at 40 yards or 50 yards? If your sight set at 20 or 25, Right. And then find that sweet spot where you can set your dial. Like I said, it, you know, for me is at 27 yards to where I just aim a hair low at 10 and then I can still hold right on at 40 and, you know, I'm going to be, I'm going to be fine. For sure. Yeah. It's a good and process it, to get into. And, and, you know, really it's not too much to just reach over there and kind of adjust. And you guys have made it really easy. So if that, if that, that deer does come in and, you know, you don't have the, the pin on it, um, you can adjust really well. And what you guys have that, uh, is is just mind blowing that again no one else has is that magnifier right there right so that you can just like it it's it's no question you're not having to move and get busted like you can just sit back and look and or for see. the older guys put some glasses on to look at your sight. yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, yeah well they'll, they'll be I'm, I'm sure they'll soon have that in a, in a bifocal on <laughs> right yeah 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 no that uh that magnifier was kind of uh um you know, that, cause everything was always a brass needle and we, you know, after all the trading shows and the consumer shows, it was, you know, everybody asked like, yeah, I have such a hard time seeing that brass needle. And, um, you know, the magnifier is, um, it's truly awesome. Cause I mean, like with the kingpin, your yardage wheel is dialed into the individual yard. So, um, once you get your wheel set up, literally we have with the kingpin, we have you dialed in from 20 all the way out to a hundred yards by the individual yard. So, you know, with the magnifier or even with the brass needle, there is no, like, you know, if, if you range find an animal and it's 26 or 27 yards, there's no, like, 
you know, splitting gaps or anything. You literally dial, dial it to 26 or 27 yards and boom, you know, it's right on. So, right. um, yeah. And especially like in a ground blind too, that magnifier has been awesome because you can actually put a sight light right on top of the wheel. It actually sits right next to the magnifier. So you can turn the sight light on and it actually magnifies your wheel. Um, so that you can see all the marks and then line, you know, the magnifier up with, the with the dial. That's awesome. Well, and another thing, maybe you mentioned this already. Um, the, the, I guess I can't remember how you guys refer to it as like the quick reset where you just roll your dial back down. And it sets oh, you right yeah, back to it's 20. That, uh, that, that blind 20 feature. I think yeah. I yeah. The blind 20. So, um, yeah, no matter what yardage you're, you're shooting and you know, once you find your 20 yard marks, it's just a little like L stop that's on the slide itself and or the vertical gears and you adjust that to, you know so it hits a pin at 20 yards and if you're shooting 70 and then all of a sudden you have to just spin it back to 20 it literally it stops right at 20 so yeah that's that's been a pretty cool feature of the kingpin as well yeah. it's got it all i don't know what else yeah. could you add to I make like, it better. i like you the know feature what? too of where you can screw the lens or the sight housing out to let more light on the fiber optics yep Yep, so that's uh, that's our rheostat adjustment that comes on our 5500 series scopes, which um, both key pins come with the 5500 series scopes, and you can pick you know your pin size between 19,000 to 10,000. But uh, yeah, the rheostat, um, you know, depending on you know if if you're hunting first thing in the morning or at high noon, you know, with five feet of fiber optic wrap, it's absorbing so much light and it's almost too bright you know, during midday and you actually get like this starburst or like a halo effect of your yep. pin. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's almost kind of blinding, but, uh, with that reset, you can just, you know, dial a few fibers down and it really just cleans up that, uh, that pin. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's, a, that, that's actually a feature that's available on all of our sites, whether it's our optimizer light, optimizer ultra or the king pin. Um, there's another feature that you know most people just don't think about, but it, it it caught my eye, and I think that's the point. When you look at your tapes, the tapes, all the numbers are like just they do have a different, um, they they're they're, they're colored. They're not just black right. and white. You know, there's like, um, that's kind of hard to get a get a picture of one, and we don't have one in front of us. But yeah, you can look in like you know just the different. The different colors, it's like it stands out more, mm-hmm. right? You know, again, right. making yeah, it, it easier, right? And especially under that magnifier, it, it really, it really pops out on you. But yeah, I mean, whether again, whether it's our, you know, our optimizer light, our ultra, or the kingpin, I mean, they all have their each individual tape kits, but all the tape kits, you know, are similar in the fact that uh, you know every it's every ten tenth yard is is a different color, um, and you know. One thing that's, you know, there's a lot of, you know, good site companies out there. There's a lot of good single team site com- companies out there. But, you know, the one thing that we, um, well, one of the many, I guess, that we kind of, you know, lay our claim to fame on is um, our site in process with our site tape. So, you know, every single pin company has a site tape. But what's different with ours is that we actually calibrate your site to your bow. Um so it's it's a mathematical equation that's way up beyond my intelligence level. And uh, <laughs> you said math, and I already knew that was way above my intelligence yeah, level. Yeah, you know, <laughs> after fifth grade, I was just kind of like, all right, I got ten fingers and you know ten toes, I'm good. You know, <laughs> you I'll, I'll use the calculator for the rest. But um, you know, so how it works again? You know, regardless of what model you shoot, is um, is uh, 
you know, when you pull your sight out of the box, um, brand new out of the package, it comes with a setup tape on it. And at the very top of the tape, it'll actually say setup on it. And it'll just have lines everywhere. It's literally zero to, I think, like 120 lines on the setup tape. But all you, all you need to do is sight in at 20 yards. And let's say at 20 yards, um, you know, once you, you know, find your, find your line, you're at mark 10 at 20. So then you go out to 60 yards and sight in. And then let's say at 60 yards, you're at mark 40. So you have your 20 and 60 at marks 10 and 40. So you take 40 from 10 and that gives you 30, right? So then inside every box, there's your tape kit. So you look in your tape kits and every single yardage tape will have a number at the top. So you go into your kit and you find tape number 30 and you match up the 60 yard marks. So you match up the 60 yard mark on your setup tape with the 60 yard mark on your yardage tape, lay it down. And then now we have you sighted in. For our Optimizer Light and our Optimizer Ultra, we have you sighted in from 20 to 80 yards. And then on the Kingpin, we have you sighted in from 20 to 100 yards by the yard. Wow, that's awesome. So it literally, you know, that was kind of the one thing, you know, back in the day shooting a single pin was all you got was just a blank white, you know, piece of masking tape, basically. And you had to shoot every single yard. You had to shoot 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, you know, all the way out and make all these marks on your own. Yeah. And now, I mean, it would take you, you know, a couple of days to, to get that done where now, I mean, 15 minutes, you can literally have you sighted in and ready to rock and roll. You take all the guesswork out of it pretty much. We, we do. We yeah. do. And, and like I said, all we're doing is we're just, we're calibrating your sight to your setup. You know, it's all based on speed. So anytime you change the speed of your bowl, um, either that affects your yardage tape. So you'll have to, you know, do the, um, do the math again to get a new tape. But, you know, like we were talking with Kingpin, that's the beauty of having those extra wheels is, you know, mm-hmm. you change the speed, you just grab a new wheel. Yeah, because you, you, you can tune down, like, you know, your hunting setup, say you want to shoot 65, maybe 70, and then your 3D mm-hmm. setup, you know, same bow, you probably want to shoot, you know, 55. Yeah, you're, you're changing arrows, and you're you changing know. everything. Right. So, yeah, that's exactly, yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, it, it comes back to that, man, those, those two wheels, that's just like such a, that's a, that's a game changer. You, you know what I mean? Yeah, it, is. it really is. And but the, yep. you know, then then all of a sudden now you guys uh, can only sell one site to somebody when you should have sold two to them. But, <laughs> yeah, you know, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing yeah, is sales, with sales that prevention. Yeah. Well, the thing is with that is you know your guys' site with all those options on the line with another site, you know, another site company. I don't know. I can't imagine another site company having the same options and features as your would. So it's kind of you're pulling the customer to your side of the fence with, with your product because of what you offer with it. And not to mention the warranty. That's a big, big deal for guys who spend their money on your product because stuff happens, you know, especially with hunters going through the woods and out of your pickup truck all the day. Yep. So, and and that's the thing. I mean, like, I mean, well, I mean, whether you're a 3d shooter, you know, a spot shooter or a hunter, like, I mean, we love seeing people use, and abuse our products because one, I mean, we know they can take the abuse, but mm-hmm. you know, I love seeing nothing more than like, you know, video footage of a guy, you know, on a sheep hunt, just crawling across like a rock face to, you know, grind in the site across a rock. Cause I mean, I know he's using the product like he's meant to be used. Right. Um, but, um, you know, it's almost kind of to the point, like, 
we almost offer too much because like the kingpin that is a lot of sight but you know who doesn't like having the options you know what i mean like right. you may never use them but there may be that one time where you want to and I mean, like I said, that there are a ton of great sites, um, you know, and a lot of our competitors make awesome sites. But, you know, if you actually look at the detail, um, you know, that we put into every single site, you know, our sites aren't cheap. I mean, it, it, they are, you know, kind of on the higher end of the spectrum when it comes to retail prices. But that's because we do put a lot into them and, you know, we don't. Um, cheap on anything, you know, whether it's the hardware to assemble them, um, or I mean, even the aluminum we use, um, you know, to make them. It's just everything is high end, and you know, every detail is is paid attention to to make, you know, I'm truly the best site. Well, yeah, and you right. get you guys are thinking about everything that a site should need, you know, stuff right. that, that we would want on there that we're going to need some at some point. Dude, right. So what is next? Because, I mean, I know you can't really say what's next, but I don't get how... How it can get any better. Yeah, like, I'm looking at it, I'm like, <laughs> man, you kind of just, you got it down. I, you know what I mean? Like, And I guess with that point, if you can go into that, like, I know you can't really talk too much about that, be, just whatever, but um, right. what else does HHA offer besides just the bow hunters? Most our listeners are just bow hunters, but for just what other products do you have? Um, you know, to be honest, uh, you know, sites is what we do. Um, you know, that the one, one, it's still in the same category, but, um, we take the same wheel yardage wheel technology that we use on our compound sites. And we actually have a similar setup for crossbows. Mm-hmm. So you can take any crossbow and it's called our optimizer speed dial. And all it is, it's a, it's a yardage dial on a weaver style um, or a Picatinny rail style base. So whatever crossbow you're using, doesn't matter if it's a Barnett 10 point, um, Horton, whatever. Um, you know, you, you take the crossbow, you take the scope off it and you mount our speed dial right on top of the current scope base, scope mm-hmm. mount. Mm-hmm. And then you put your scope on top of that and you zero your scope in at 20. So, um, you sight the scope in to where your dial is at zero mm-hmm. and then you shoot 20 and 60 again. And then now we have you sighted in from 20 out to hundred yards with your crossbow. Wow. So it's pretty yeah, much the, so same the, exact, thing, the same thing as sighting in a regular bow, but yeah, it's, on it's a crossbow. the exact same thing. The only thing that's different is your zero on your scope in at 20. Um, and you know, okay. if you have a multiple reticle scope, you're just using one reticle. You're just using the very top reticle. So there's no need you know, to have a multi-reticle scope really because we take care of all that with the dial. So, you know, outside of the archery sites, that is the one other, you know, market that we do, uh, that we do play in. And we, you know, that, that speed dial continues to gain popularity as, you know, more and more states, um, you know, open up crossbow seasons. And, but, uh, you know, going forward from here, we have, uh, we have a few, few things up our sleeves that we're working on. Um, you know, uh, for 16, we didn't really have a whole lot new um, mm-hmm. to bring to the market. We kind of took 16 more as a year to kind of go back and, you know, revamp a few things. And because, I mean, every year the market's changing and, you know, like we had to adjust our sight tapes a little bit because, um, I mean, bulls got faster and, you know, pretty soon we didn't have tapes fast enough for some of the old bulls or for some of the new bulls or 
we didn't have tapes slow enough for, you know, some of the youth and women's bows. So, yeah. you know, we, we fixed some of that stuff. And, um, but for 16, we'll have, um, you know, when we go to the Archer Trade Association show in January, we'll have, uh, we'll have some cool new stuff to, to, you know, get excited about. Good, awesome. good. Yeah. Leave it at that because so, that'll keep people. Yeah, that's, that's, that's about that's about all all I can tell you. Because I mean, yeah, we I'm don't want you to lose your job or anything. But you never know. Right. <laughs> well, I knew the answer I was going to get, but I just wanted you to kind of just yeah, go into yeah. that a little bit. So I, maybe a couple couple more spotty calls, you might have got a little bit better answer. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we got to come up there and get some spotted cows my dad used to live south of milwaukee and he's actually born in wausau so oh, I, yeah, wausau, 45 minutes from us yeah i got some wisconsin blood in me i guess so <laughs> oh, that's that's good that's good so what's your favorite thing if you got to pick one thing about working for hha what's your number one thing that you love about it I wish I would say I get to hunt a lot, but that would be that would be a lie because that's the one that, that's the one problem with working in in archery industry. Is, you know, you're you, I get those. Unfortunately, I have to live vicariously through a lot of other people. You know, watching them go on all the hunts. But uh, right, I I would probably say it's like this type of deal. I mean, I I get to talk archery and hunting with people every single day, and um, you know, it's uh, you know, like I I said in the beginning, it's it's all I've ever done and it's all I've ever known. So, I mean, that's really all I have to talk about it, you know, to talk about it. So I would, I mean, that's probably definitely would be my favorite thing. It's just, you know, I get to get to interact with so many, you know, amazing, you know, dealers. I mean, there's so many good pro shops out there and, and, you know, just some good people. And, you know, I actually enjoy when consumers call in and are like, man, I just bought, you know, the, the, optimizer kingpin and holy crap and you know, just go on and on and on and i mean I, I could sit and talk about you know with people like that all day long so i mean right. that's by far probably the best one cool and then if you had one piece of advice for someone that really wanted to work in i guess you could say air quotes the hunting industry um <laughs> <laughs> what would that uh what would you say to someone um Gosh, I don't know. Uh, I guess probably the same advice that somebody told me a long, long time ago is uh, if you want to work in the hunting industry, you got to be willing to give up days of hunting. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. But I think that's a misconception, too. Everyone thinks, like, in, I'm working in the hunting industry, more hunting. Right. Yeah. No, that's that can be. I mean, ever since I, I got, you know, like you said, quote, unquote, in the hunting industry, which I was 13 when I started, you know, I thought, oh, man, I'm going to get to hunt all the time and, um, yeah, no, it definitely as you know, as you advance in your career, that definitely, you know, doesn't hold true, but you know what I mean? It's, you enjoy the time that you get to hunt more because of right. it, you know, cause right. it's more, it's more premier. It's, you know, it's more prestigious, but, uh, no, honestly, I mean, you know, if I can give some advice, um, you know, especially like, a, I guess a younger, um, generation, you know, coming up, uh, I mean, if, if you, if you want to in the hunting industry, best way to start is, is start working retail. You know, find a, a local pro shop or, um, you know, you know, like I got my, my start just working at a small pro shop in uh, Chippewa Falls, Wisconsin. And, um, you know, without that, I think I would have made it as far as I did because, I mean, one, there's no better, you know, breeding ground than working behind the counter of a pro shop. I mean, you learn 
so many things just about, you know, the technical side, you know, customer service side. I mean, you learn how to deal with people and, yeah. you know, good people and bad people. So, I mean, I, you know, there's no better experience than, than retail. And, I mean, retail is a grind and, you know, it's tough. But, yeah, I mean, you, you, you literally you can't get a better experience anywhere else. So. Yeah, cool. You, That's good advice. It gives you a good background too, knowing your equipment and everything. Yeah, else. yeah. I mean, so many companies now that are you know looking to, looking to hire people. If if you have a good background in retail, I mean, that's very very valuable. And um, you know, I wish somebody would have told me that because it would save me a lot of money on college. So, <laughs> but uh, um, but no, it's yeah, it's a great experience to have. And then, so what we do with our guests, um. Pretty often, not every guest, we hit most of our guests with it. We we do a rapid-fire question segment where we're going to throw questions at you, and they're supposed to be one answer um, answers. Yes or no, one word, much. Yeah, yes or no, or this or that. Um, but if you feel like you need to go into detail, you can. Um, okay. And some of these we already know the answer to, but just... You know, we'll just we'll move on by them, and if they're tough, you you can throw a skip out, whatever. It don't matter. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So we're gonna hit you. Favorite camouflage. Coolio. Favorite oh. outdoor magazine. Oh. Western Hunter. It's a nice one. That might be the first those, one we've had. Those are yeah. two answers we haven't heard yet before. Favorite bow brand. You used to be Hoyt, and now I'm kind of digging Obsession. Oh, okay. Gotcha. I've gotcha. shot both. I'm familiar. Both great bows. So I'm going to go second favorite bow brand, which you kind of said it. <laughs> yeah. Um, backstraps or jerky? Backstraps. That's a fun ant. That's a fun question because it's just. One one or the other, and you're really sticking to these one oh, word yeah. answers. Oh, yeah. I like got it. it down. No right, one, I got one. I got one. No one ever does. <laughs> Brett Favre or Bart Starr? Bart Starr. Ooh. Didn't Brett, even have to Brett think. Favre. Brett Favre died a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> when he went to go play for that other team, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah I forget. The, I forget their name, but. I, I don't think they're very important. No, they're uh, they're just kind of next to you. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Your favorite outdoor-related show? Outdoor-related show? Probably either Jim Shockey Hunting Adventures or um, Jim, uh, what's it, The Professionals. One of those two. Oh, either Jim Shockey show. Yeah. Gotcha. That guy has his production down. Big fan of Jim oh, Shockey. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, and I mean... The adventures he goes on, I would, that's just crazy. He, he does everything. He does the craziest yeah. stuff. He goes to the craziest countries yeah. to just hunt some random animal I've never heard of. <laughs> I'm, I'm still waiting for one of his, like, cameramen or somebody to come out and say that half the places he'd been to, he's been to, he just made up the names because I didn't even know half those countries even exist. <laughs> I know. He had it's the, amazing. Um, he had people when he was in the Middle East following him around to make sure he wasn't going to get on the internet and, like, say where he was because he was yeah. like near i don't know what it was exactly i can't remember like they were watching him because they knew he was a westerner and they thought like yeah. he might have been up to something fishy <laughs> yeah yeah that dude is just insane it's like go home to your hot wife and your beautiful daughter man and just hunt <laughs> moose <laughs> I, I, and, and like i mean yeah i mean that's the other thing i mean to 
the gold of the extremes that he goes to when he has, you know, all that at home. It's like, man, like, I mean, it's amazing. That's gotta be, that, that's gotta be some fire burning inside of you, but you know, <laughs> kudos to him. Canadians. Right. And when you meet Jim Shockey, the, the one word that stands out to me is legendary. Oh yeah. yeah. He is a legend. It's got a very legendy feel to him. Um, I was going to, I was going to say intimidating, but <laughs> legendary is, I mean, that he's kind of scary. He is. People <laughs> don't a, realize how big he he's is. He's a big dude. No, he's a big dude. Yeah, and he's so he's you know he's got like that serious like look on his face. Like when you shake his hand, he's like already just to pummel you or you know what that is, you know, Scott? It's his, he knows his daughter looks good. Yeah, I, I guess. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> That's probably a little bit in. It's just it's stuck to him. He just you can't shake that off. Oh, he's always a, a father. He, yeah, always. Yeah, he's he's been practicing that for years. Right. Right. <laughs> Um, so we're going to go morning or afternoon hunts? Morning. Favorite pro wrestler? Oh, man. I got to say it's probably Stone Cold. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, buddy. I own three Stone Cold Steve Austin t-shirts that fit to this day. <laughs> I'm not ashamed to admit that. <laughs> oh, man. Steve and his wrestling references, I'll tell you. Um, yeah. Typical deer or non-typical? Typical. Hang on or ladder stands? Hang on. Beer or liquor? Oh, gosh. <laughs> you could always get one than the other. <laughs> I, I would say, like, I don't really know if I could pick one or the other because I feel like one always leads to the other. So. <laughs> right. That was yeah, true. That um, well, we need to know, hang out. I'm, yeah, I'm going to say... I'm going to say beer just because I, I bragged about how, you know, Wisconsinite I was, but I do love my whiskey. So, you know, that one I could go either way. Okay. Well then I'm going to do this then for beer. Since you're in Wisconsin, if you had one beer for the rest of your life, let's see how deep your roots are here. What would it be? Probably a line of Kugel's original. Ooh. Right, right. Okay. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. All right, next question. What's your dream hunt? I, I think about this every single day, and I've been waiting for somebody to ask me this question. <laughs> All and right, move would... on to the next question. All right. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just skip it, over one, that one. One word answer is you failed. <laughs> um, no, I definitely probably stone cheap hunt. Yeah, I can, I can see that. That's That would be an adventure. Yeah. That's a you got to take time off of work because you don't just go out one afternoon for that. You just we well, have to apply. No, that's like a half year salary too. So I mean, <laughs> like chances of doing that is like probably not going to happen. So that's why it's a dream hunt. So. Any anything anything ram or sheep would be would be Crazy. a cool experience. Pretty awesome, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, your favorite tree stand snack. Favorite tree stand snack probably would be either I, I actually on jerky. Okay, all right. He saved the jerky question for later down the list. Yeah, rapid fire. Yeah. Well, who's gonna take a whole backstrap with him in the tree stand? <laughs> <laughs> Me chewing on a backstrap in my tree stand. Steve would. Uh, I would. <laughs> okay, last question here, and you can't say fly. Superhero power. 
There's some thought going on. Or we lost him. Yeah, I, I, I feel like, I mean, I feel like you should be like that. You shouldn't even have to think about that. But I wouldn't, I mean, my first, off the top of my head, I was going to say x-ray vision. But that, I mean, I don't want to sound like a perv. So. <laughs> it's been said on the show before, Oh, yeah, Scott. it's been done. Yeah. Oh, so, sorry. Um, I don't know. I want an Iron Man suit. <laughs> that would be pretty power. Cool. I feel be. like you you really had a good idea, a good answer, and then you got bummed out that you couldn't think of anything, so you just blurted something out last second. <laughs> <laughs> I, watch, I watch too many Marvel movies to, to come up with just one. Right. Well, that was the rapid fire. We, we probably should add some more in there. We asked the same, you know, roughly the same question, so it's really fun to just hear everyone different responses yeah what the different yeah. answers are and <laughs> you actually you you were the best one at sticking to with the, like the one word answers and it threw me off a little bit yeah cuz i was like man he's <laughs> actually doing it how we should do it and it's never happened this way right <laughs> it's those so, so spotted cows they they relaxed me <laughs> <laughs> yes awesome <laughs> well anything else you want to add about hha what would what, we miss what should we know um i i think we you guys pretty much nailed everything on the head um you know, obviously, if there's any anybody has any questions, and you know, again, we love taking phone calls. We love talking with people, so you know, never hesitate to give us a call. Otherwise, uh, you know, every, check us out on our website, uh, which is www.hhasports.com. Um, you know, we have always have new updates there. We have uh, all of our HHA swag gears on on the website. Uh, check us out on Facebook, Instagram, whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, give us a call, send us an email and, you know, we just love hearing from people. So call the house. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. They'll yeah, yeah, call yeah, the call house. house. <laughs> We're looking up in the phone book. <laughs> well, stick around, Scott, after the show here. Um, thanks guys for listening. Um, any questions for us, you know, go ahead and email us working class Um, anything you guys want to add? No, but I think no, no. Steve's good. <laughs> no, no, I'm literally good. Yeah. I was just uh, pulling up all the social media stuff. Oh, all man. right, guys. Yeah, we'll put all the, the website, all their social media stuff in the description of the episode. Um, thanks for listening, guys. we got a lot coming at you here. A lot of episodes are getting cranked out. So you know what to do. Go shoot your bow. Thanks, guys. You'd think, with four of us spread out on a tiny island, that the task of tagging a whitetail would not be a big thing. But, as I've learned, no matter where I've been, whitetails can be damn tricky. Pursuing wild game in wild places. Tune in to Hunt Stand Presents Saturdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.